This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. On the line I have uh, none other than David Bennett, National List MP. Good morning, David. Good morning, Brian. How are we going? Not too bad, actually, and uh, good to be back on air and uh, have you back with us. And yep. uh, got a few questions to sort of ponder, as it were. And yep. um, one of the ones I want to start off with, because I think it's uh, having talked to city councillors and got a fairly negative response from most of them, the government taking over the waters. Why? It doesn't seem a popular idea. Uh, have you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, it's definitely a government um, land grab. They're, they're basically um, wanting to get those assets and so mandating that they're going to take it from the councils. Um, there, there, there is a problem with our water infrastructure, so nobody will deny that. Okay. And um, even the city councillors will say the same thing, right? Yep. The, the issue then is, um, you know, whether you need to go to the extent of having an all in government ownership to solve the problem. And uh, my view is that you don't. Uh, you know, we, we government's definitely going to have to stump up with some of the money to to do the water infrastructure, especially in growing areas like the Waikato. Yep. Um, but, you know, to have it taken away from councils, there's really not much point in having a council now because a third of their assets are gone. Well, that's one of the things, and uh, talking to uh, a couple of them, including the Deputy Mayor, I didn't think it uh, was going to go very good, and uh, there should be some backlash to that. Well, there's nothing you can really do. Like, mm. the, the, the government's got the full majority that decided that's what they're going to do. Yeah. They're not going to back down on it. So um, there, there aren't a lot of options there around what you do. Um, so you just have to leave it in some ways and, mm. and grin and bear it. But, um, yeah, the, to overturn it, uh, that's what we've promised to do. Yep. That's your only option. And so the only way, if you don't want to have government making assets like that is to vote them out in three years, two years' time. <laughs> Fair enough. Comment too. Okay, and uh, we've been going through all sorts of lockdowns and the COVID thing, the travel and people not travelling. Uh, any comment about that? How's the government handled it properly? Well, I think the first lockdown last year, they handled well. Um, when we first dealt with COVID, I think that was the right approach. Um then we were very fortunate the country basically had 12 months of living a life that the rest of the world couldn't live. Sure. And um, and we didn't use those 12 months to our advantage. We didn't build the ICU beds. We didn't um, use the vaccines properly and all those things. And so, um, and now they're just uh, running for the hills. I think they, they've got no strategy to deal with Delta. I think they initially thought that they would beat it. They were yep. overconfident. Uh, that didn't happen, and now I've realised that um, they, just, they haven't got the ability to open the country up, and uh, that they are taking a very restrictive approach um, and uh, not looking at opening it up when other countries have opened up at much lower rates. And so that's um, so they've, they've made two mistakes effectively in the last three months. One is underestimating Delta and not having been prepared for it. And secondly, um, they're maintaining a semi-elimination strategy now uh, by locking us down further than what they need to uh, because they're worried about the consequences. Um, in, in effect, you know, it's, it's going to come anyway. You know, we're not going to yeah. stop it. Yep. Um, it's there. 
uh, and it's going to get out of Auckland into the South Island and the rest of the country one day. And um, and the reality is that people have had enough time. You know, yeah. if you haven't vaccinated now, well then it's your fault. Effectively, um, absolutely. You know, as I, mm. um, I just don't know how many more chances we can give people. How much more money we have to throw at them. Um, you know, it's not a joke. There, whether you, you just do it because you're going to get um, some KFC or something. <laughs> you know, um, it's, um, it's, this is something where. If you're not willing to step up and play your part in the community, well, then um, you'll face the consequences, and that's taking your own house into your own hands. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of people that I'm speaking to and um, certainly had been double-dosed, and uh, you can't come into the radio station, for instance, unless you've been double-dosed. And, um, you know, I think that's fair enough comment, too, and I think a lot of people are taking that in the the business sense as well. I was just thinking of all this COVID uh, lockdown, that must be affecting the economy and uh, the trade, and uh, businesses, of course, are suffering badly. Uh, Does it affect the trade with overseas firms and things like that? Well, not as much. Um, difficulty is that we've got nobody over there building new markets, building new connections and and so we're relying on what we've built up over years past. Um, so that's one issue. Um, the, the big issue though is that COVID means that there will be sort of a bit of a boost when people go out and then do shopping, okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, so they'll go out and they'll buy the stuff and, and that and, and that's good. But the thing is that um, what it's actually doing is fueling an inflation bubble. So you've got rising costs across the whole board. And the um, the inflation that's coming out of that is the real killer. So it's not that our markets are going to be depressed. It's not that uh, we won't be able to sell to markets. It's not that we won't be able to um, get foreign exchange in like that. What it is is that... Um, everything's going up in cost yep. and um, you know from shipping to raw materials to commodities um, all those things are going up yep. and then you've got on top of that an economy which has a domestic sort of boom as people go out and spend as a result of being out of lockdown and, and it just uh, adds fuel to the fire and then you've got on top of that a housing prices which you know the only asset really in New Zealand yep. that people can make money out of property and so they, they keep on buying more and more of that. And then you've got on top of that all the government expenditure like wages and uh, mm, um, mm. increase in, in minimum wage and all that stuff. And so, you know, the, the question is what does government's role? And, and government can't stop certain things, you know, like it can't stop the shipping costs, it can't stop raw material costs, yeah. but it can maintain its, um, its fiscal neutrality around things like can and those sort of issues. And what they've done is the opposite. They've actually added some more diesel to the fire mm-hmm. by um, putting out all these things up. And so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once you start doing that, then the costs keep going up and then you have to give more money out. You have to increase minimum wages more and more. And whereas it's actually getting that economic balance is the important thing. And this mm-hmm. is where the government's failed. They haven't understood that, and so they've just gone out there and said, oh, we need to react, we need to give more money here. But what they've done is created a massive inflation spike that's coming, Mm. and that then kills off the growth in the country because 
what it does is puts interest rates up. Everyone's got big mortgages. Sure. Um, they're going to have massive interest rates next year. Um, they're going to be in a position where they have to cut their expenditure, like on the products they're buying now, like the household products and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then the economy slows, and then you're in recession. Yeah, or you you have a very difficult position where you've got high inflation and and low growth. And so that's where we're heading, and that's what they've done. Not a very pretty picture, actually, is it, when you look at it like that? Uh, I was wondering about uh, the idea everybody wants to have Christmas travel, but if you're in Auckland, uh, can you travel to Invercargill safely and visit your friends down there? This is going to be a big one, and it could spread the uh, COVID one pretty badly. Well, it could, it could, but the thing is, if you're double vaccinated and you had a test, well, why yeah. not travel? Okay. You know? Yep. Um, the people that are spreading it are people that have been breaking the laws in many cases. Yeah. You know, um, you know how did it get to the Waikato? DHB refuses to tell us. Mm. Um, how did it get to Northland? Um, yeah. the, the government half tells you what's going on. Yeah. Um, how's it going around South Auckland? You know, if. if and the rest of Auckland, if people are um, supposed to be in their bubbles. Mm. You know, how do you get 200 cases a day there if everyone's been in their bubbles? They're not being in their bubbles. Um, people haven't followed the rules, and some people don't want to follow the rules for right. good reason. And um, and so the um, so what, what effectively has happened is that um, you're never going to stop the rule breakers and um, and they're the ones that are actually the problem. And um, it goes back to what the government's been soft on crime. Yep. Um, it's, it's let people through the borders that shouldn't have got through. Um, it hasn't done any... It, it, it's sort of to negotiate with these people mm-hmm. and that they would then help them. Um, and so that's all that stuff is now built into a position where it's inevitable it's going to go around the country and it won't be some, you know, nice... Open person wanting to go to Invercargill to have <laughs> dinner with Christmas with their family, it'll be somebody that is not law-abiding. Right. That was, uh, that's taken it to Raglan or to Carfair or to Tiamatu or to Hamilton mm, or wherever, mm. you know. So, um, so you know, the theory of it is that if, if everyone played the game right, you would be up to stop it. But yep. um, the underworld has really been the that has um, destroyed it for New Zealand this time. Yes, indeed. It's very hard to make it compulsory in one sense, I suppose, but uh, it is uh, holding the rest of the country to ransom and uh, well, and if yeah. they get get the COVID thing, there's going to be another cost. Well, it's, it's not even just the vaccine. You know, the fact is, how does someone bring it, the, the bug into the Waikato mm-hmm. and not get charged? Yeah. You know? But yep. it's not as if they were a truck driver that had, had two tests and, you know, and, and unfortunately got it and they brought it through. Now, these people <laughs> and, and being tested and done anything, they won't even hardly even cooperate, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, like it's, that's the situation we're dealing with. And, um, and so, and, and the government just hasn't been up front. They haven't said how it got to the Waikato. Um, they haven't said how it got around the country in many cases and um, you know and all the examples have seen where a truck driver may have had it and that they've been knocked on the head pretty quickly yeah. because that person is isolating they've got a procedure they're following and they're being tested and they've also had the injection yep. 
but a lot of the other ones where it's been spread, um, you know, we have super spreading parties and things like that that just, you know, um, just crazy stuff. Mm. So, yeah, well, unless you can get 100% um, abeyance of the law, well, then I don't think you're going to stop it spreading. Well, that's not a nice uh, sort of scenario, <laughs> but uh, I, I hear what you're saying, and uh, I think many people are uh, saying and hearing the same things. Um, the lockdown effects on Hamilton, of course, has affected a lot of businesses and still is, um, but we are taking us into step two now, so I suppose that's useful, but sometimes it's confusing as to what part of lockdown we're in. Well, I think it's all getting blurred a bit, um you know, and, and I think the system one to four was quite good. Um, when it comes to these traffic light things, I think people just don't understand them. And um, we'd be probably better just to maintain the system we had and reject that a little bit. So it's, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where they've tried too hard on that and it's got out of control a bit. So um, we'll just have to wait and see how that pans out. But I think in the end, They'll have to give up on a lot of those things. It's going to be inevitable. It's going to be around the country. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll be at 90% by the time that happens. Um, and I think they'll have to give up on their plan and just accept what's happening. And um, that's where the public is at the moment. Right. Well, we'll have to keep a watch on that. I see our time's running out and I've got another yeah. interview coming up shortly. Yeah. David, it's been great okay. to talk to you after Good a big break. Much. And yeah. uh, can, can you contact us in two weeks' time? Yeah, and we'll have good, another chat. Good one. Okay. Go Thanks well. Time. Thanks again, Thanks David. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Bye. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.